the earnest, heartfelt prayer of a righteous man or woman makes tremendous power available, dynamic in its working. James 5.16 Prayer is a fellowship with the Heavenly Father, a vital, personal contact with God, who is more than enough. We are to be in constant communication with God. In 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, For the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, those who are upright and in right standing with God. And his ears are attentive, they're open to their prayer. Prayer is not to be the religious form with no power. It is to be the effective and accurate and being results. It'll bring results. God watches over his word to perform it. Jeremiah 1 and 12. Prayer that brings results must be based on God's word. For the word that God speaks is alive and full of power, making it active, operative, energized, and effective. It is sharper than the two-edged sword, penetrating to the dividing line of the breath of life, to the very soul and the immortal spirit and to, of joints and marrow that is of the deepest parts of our nature exposing and sifting and analyzing the judging, the very thoughts and the purpose of the heart. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Prayer is this living word in our mouths. Our mouths must speak forth faith, for faith is what pleases God. That's in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. We hold his word up to him in prayer, and our Father sees himself in his word. I want you to know today, there are those that are on our prayer list, Jareth, and several now that are on with COVID in Ashford, where our church is. I have learned yesterday when we were in church that there is over 33 cases of COVID now in Ashford alone. And I don't want to bring them up in prayer to you today, our prayer partners. And I'm sure around the world, wherever you are, there are many cases of COVID now as it spikes. Join with me now in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I confess your word concerning healing for those that are suffering, those that are have COVID and those that are are are, are sick and dying. As I do this, Lord, I believe that and say that your word will not return to you void, but will accomplish what it says it will do. Therefore, Lord, our Heavenly Father, I believe in the name of Jesus that these folks are being healed as we speak. Their names too many to mention, but you know who they are, Lord. According to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, it is written in your word that Jesus himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses upon himself. Therefore, with great boldness and confidence, I say on the authority of that written word that we are redeemed from the curse of sickness. We put that hedge of protection around them right now in Jesus' name. And we refuse to tolerate 
the COVID symptoms right now in Jesus' name. We are covered by the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Devil, I speak to you in the name of Jesus and say that your principalities, your powers, your spirits who rule the present darkness and your spiritual wickedness in heavenly places are bound from operating against any of those and any of us on this broadcast and in the church in any way. And I am the property and we on this broadcast and we in the church are the property of Almighty God and I give you no place in us. We dwell in the secret place of the Most High God and we abide, remain stable and fixed under the shadow of Almighty God whose power no foe can withstand. Let loose of God's people in Jesus' name. And we put that hedge of protection around the world. Right now in Jesus' name, COVID, let loose of God's people in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Now I have a special praise report on Jareth. We were all praying for Jareth. And from what I'm understanding, he's doing much better. He's uh, come out. Uh, he's no longer on the intubator. Uh, he's doing, he's got a trach in, but he can speak. And he's, he's, uh, he understands everything that's going on. He wants to come home. <laughs> praise the Lord. That means he's doing much, much better. He's sick of being in the hospital. Um, uh, they, they still have the feeding tube in him, but he's doing so much better. Thank you. His mom wanted to say thank you around the world for your prayers. Glory to God. Uh, he's, 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 he's healing wonderfully by all your prayers. And I want to put that word out around the world to all of you that have been praying for Jared. His mother said thank you all and God bless each and every one of you for your prayers. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thank you all. For, for being there, uh, prayer warriors, prayer partners, and shepherds of prayer. Thank you so much uh, for so supporting uh, those folks that have been down with COVID. Uh, we've gotten such glorious reports of people that are, uh, those that are even at risk, uh, that, that, that God is healing right now in Jesus' name. We glorify you, Lord. Yes, we glorify you, Father, uh, for those, those, those wonderful uh, reports. And we thank you in Jesus' name. You need to give God praise. I don't care where you are. You need to lift your hands to heaven and shout a, a great amen in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. A portion of the scriptures from the first chapter of Colossians, and I guess I'll just have to use these three verses as a text this morning, verses 21, 22, and 23, because I want to get this in. Welcome back to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. If you're new to our broadcast, we are an Arizona 501c3 nonprofit prayer ministry. A spirit-filled, Bible-believing beacon of light, a non-denominational ministry serving the Lord Jesus Christ, both from Gospel of Faith Church in Ash Fork, Arizona, as well as from the worldwide broadcast studio here in Fort Mojave, Arizona, where we have 55 knot winds today. You'll probably hear it in the broadcast studio here. We are now broadcasting from Ireland, UK, Germany, Japan, Korea, South Africa, Spain, and we just picked up New Zealand 
So wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice today, we welcome each and every one of you in Jesus' mighty name today. Verse 21 says, And you that were sometimes alienated, that's verse 21, and as always, I begin my sermons by saying, you know, Jesus is before us, behind us, always beside us, and we, glory to God, we are surrounded by an awesome God, and we certainly need that in the world today with everything that's going on. Verse 21, and you that were sometimes alienated, that's verse 21, I hope you have your Bibles, I hope you have them turned to Colossians 1, verse 21, 22, and 23. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath been reconciled. Verse 22. In the body of his flesh through death to present your holy, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Glory to God. I want you to pay close attention today as we go through these scriptures. Because it's, you know, for Colossians, this is a wonderful thing that you should learn today. As we speak about the hope of the rapture. If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settle, I'm going to get back to those two words, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Say those three words, hope of the gospel. Say it again, the hope of the gospel. Now, Paul, in his particular chapter, uses two different expressions that are completely at opposite ends of the spectrum, totally opposite ends of each other. In other words, he makes it sound like it's impossible with this word that he might present, say present, present you and me as holy and unblameable and unreprovable. Now, wait a minute, pastor. We are all sinners, but brother Paul says, yet in his sight, Paul says, he might present you and I as holy and unblameable and unreprovable in Christ's sight. Now, who is us? Who is us that would be unblameable and unprovable in his sight? Who is us? We who was once alienated from God... We who were steeped in sin, in our own mind, we were yet enemies with God by wicked works. Paul says, and God wants to present us holy. Say that with me. God wants to present you and I as holy. Lord, are you listening to the scriptures? 
You see, when I, what I want you to do when you come to this broadcast and when you come to the church, I want you to open that Bible and I don't want you to just see black and white lettering laying on a, on a flat sheet of paper. What I want you to see, church, I want you to see those letters stand up on that Bible and speak to you. Hallelujah. I want those letters to come into your soul and speak to your heart. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, the reason I ask you to bring your Bible with you to church is I want to teach each and every one of you to not only read a page in your Bible, but to make it come alive in you, in your very soul. What did it just say? Look deep into the page. Let it sink deep into your soul, in your heart, into your mind. God wants to present me and you, holy. Whew. Take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Let the anointing of the Spirit, and say it that again, use the word me this time. God wants to present <coughs> me holy. Holy. Forgive me, I had, to take, I had to take a drink of water on that one. It sounds almost like an impossibility. Whew. Lord, doesn't that sound wonderful that God wants to present you holy. But if God said it, then we can believe it. And then he will do it. Amen. Somebody lift your hands to heaven and shout amen. Hallelujah. This morning. Now everywhere I go, I, I hear people that are falling away. I see people falling away. What a tragedy that is. I don't care what city you're living in. If we could first... See those people who were once saved, who are now walking the streets of America and around the world. We could fill them into uh, churches in America today. We, couldn't, we, we could not get them into the churches of America today or anywhere in the world, that matter. I want you to know that God is looking for a people who will become established upon the rock. The power uh, God wants not going to, to save you just for a week. Or a month or a year. But salvation is for eternity. We work on our salvation every day of our lives. It's an ongoing struggle. The devil is always going to, to and fro. Looking for, to rob, steal and destroy your soul. But our salvation is forever. When we walk with Jesus. Because he presents us holy before God. I wonder can you shout amen today. Somebody shout amen today. This thing is going to last forever and forever and forever. Amen. But there's a secret. Oh, glory to God. There is a secret. When I used to have people with gray hair to stand up and testify. Oh, to testify. How God has kept them for over 50 years 
It thrills my soul, I tell you. Men and women who have, or men who have no hair, who would stand up at the altar and say, God, God has kept me for over 80 years. Of course, I had more hair when I started out on my journey, but praise be to God, He's kept me strong through it all. That thrills me. So many are kept by the mighty hand of God. Now listen, if the devil's job is to rob, steal, and destroy, he tries to discourage every one of us and never let every one of us forget where we came from. I don't know about care who, who you were before you knew Jesus Christ and him now crucified. If you were like me, <coughs> you were a mess. We were all sinners, right? Amen. Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, that strong right hand of God, the Father, which reached down, reached down into the depth of sin and picked us up and washed us in the precious blood of Jesus, did a heart transplant on all of us, took out that dark and stony heart and put a heart of flesh and wrote our names in the Lamb's Book of Life and cloaked us with a cloak of righteousness of God. And we, he used to sin, now we have works of righteousness. I have this underlined in my Bible down in verse 27, to whom God would make known what if it, the richest of glory of us, this mystery of the Gentiles. I want to tell you the mystery of the Gentiles. Among the Gentiles, which is you, now here is the mystery. Here is the mystery. Christ is in you, and in you, and in you, and in you, and in me. The hope of the glory is the gospel. Hallelujah. Ah, hallelujah. Who, you who used to be alienated from God, if I had you stand up, those of you that were hooked on drugs or hooked on alcohol or nicotine or those of us that were sinners, we would all be standing in this church today. But then the Bible says, yet while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us and set us free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Many of your family and friends are still addicted. And I want you to know they can be set free in Jesus' name. Someone in this church was just now thinking, I wish I could quit smoking. I want you to know God just heard that, and God is going to deliver you from that addiction today. He is going to set you free in Jesus' name. <coughs> Can somebody shout amen? That, that same God, that same God, He wants to establish you. He wants to ground you. Show him that you are not moved about by every wind of doctrine that comes along the way. But he wants to establish you on a solid foundation, which is the word of God. We're not bound by a preacher. We're not bound by a church. We're not bound by church doctrine. But we are bound by Jesus Christ. We are looking to Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Glory to God. Lift up your hands and shout praise the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory to an almighty God that gave his son for you. 
Now, one of these days, I'm going to get to, into the particular aspects of the priesthood of Christ. He is the author. He is the finisher. That means he is one that started you on your journey, and he's the one that's going to bring you to the end to see what the end is going to look like. You don't have to lean on some preacher. You don't have to lean on some church. But we are looking unto Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. He which hath begun a good work in us, he will perform it unto the day of Jesus Christ's coming. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about trying to live a holy life. No one can live truly a holy life. Christ wants you to be crucified. He wants you to be identified with him on Calvary. Now, don't nobody go out and hang yourself on a cross somewhere. Lord, I made that mistake of saying, suffer the little children to come unto me during a baby's christening one time. And a kid thought I meant he we were going to sacrifice his baby's niece. Of course, he was high on meth at the time. You need to, you need to be sim, uh, symbolically nailed to the cross. This flesh has to die and be reborn in Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. God can do more with somebody who has been reborn in Jesus than he can with somebody who is dead in sin and refuses to come to Jesus. This is why Jesus had to die on a cross at Calvary. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But it's no longer I, but it's Christ that lives on the inside. Jesus says, I'll walk in you. I'll talk in you. I'll be your God and you shall be my people. Huh. Hallelujah. This is the only way presented unblameable. This is the only way we can be presented holy because we have something holy living in us. You're not holy because you wear a certain kind of clothing. You're not holy because you believe a certain way. Because you're from a certain kind of church. Or a certain kind of denominational church. There's a lot of devils in some of those churches out there. But you are holy because you're, the Holy One is inside of you. And praise God, He walks in you and He talks in you. And the world can see Him in you if, if you, you just let the world see the change that has taken place in your life. Now somebody, somebody out, of, out there ought to shout amen. Here, let's all give let's all give God praise this morning. Just give him a clap and praise, would you? You who were sometimes alienated, say that with me. You who were sometimes alienated, and the enemies in your mind, there's that mind word again, by wicked works. Yet now hath you been reconciled, and now you don't lie no more. Now you don't steal no more. Now you don't do drugs no more. Now you don't get drunk no more. Now you have works of righteousness. Now I'm reading from the book of Colossians, chapter 1, verse 19. For it please the Father that in him all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of the cross, I should say his cross, by him reconciled all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or in things in heaven, verse 21, and you, that we sometimes are alienated of enemies in your mind by wicked works, 
yet now hath be reconciled in body of his flesh through death. Now listen, to present you holy and unblameable in his sight. I like that. I like that word holy. Everyone shout the word holy. Oh, shout it again, holy. Now we're coming to the nitty gritty right now. To the nitty gritty. It's not a question of whether Jesus can keep you or not. All power has been given unto him as to things in heaven and in earth and to the things under the earth. It's not a question as to whether Jesus can keep you. It's a question as to whether you want Jesus to keep you or not. You play a big part in that saint of God. You play a big part in that. Now, we come to that if of it all. That little word if. If God will present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable. Will, will he do it? If ye continue in faith, grounded and settled. Say that with me. Grounded and settled. Uh-huh. I want to use this in a broadcast. Two words. Grounded and settled. Grounded and settled. If you continue in the faith, uh, grounded and settled. That means it is conditional, doesn't it? You have to continue in it. Some people have to, got no further than their salvation. And they, they've been playing church for 20 years or longer. And they've got the same old testimony. Thank you, Lord. I'm saved. Thank you, Lord. I'm saved. But God has done so much more for them. I love the testimony some of you gave a couple times ago. I was here and they were moving. They touched souls. They explained why you've been walking with God these last 20 years. It wasn't, oh, I've been saved. Thank you, Jesus. And that's it. He wants you to get up out of, out of, out of that position you're in and stretch out on his holy word and lay claim to every promise that's in, his, in this book. You've got to continue in his word. Continue in your faith and be ye moved. Oh, like this. Now, this is Colossians. This is Colossians Christianity. Christians who live in, in, in these three verses in Colossians. Paul had the same problem with the church at, at Galatia. And it had... The problem with the churches back yonder, think about how many problems he has nowadays. We're not exempt from problems, from problems in the, in the church today. The devil is out to rob, steal, and destroy modern churches, just as he was in the days of Paul. But you, as a child of God, are claiming Christ. Hallelujah. Say it again. You, and you, and you, and you, and you, and all of you, as a child of God, are claiming Christ. Praise God. The devil couldn't keep you from getting saved, but he's sure certainly going to try to keep you from moving forward. Many people can't get past their forms and their rituals and their ceremonies, often putting saints before saviors. Often putting saints before our saviors. Excuse me. Many are prisoners in their stained glass windowed churches. Many are being led by false religions. <coughs> and the devil has them bound. They got the heater way too hot in this 
studio today. <coughs> and they don't even know it. What a tragedy that is. Now I'm reading from Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. And you that were sometimes alienated enemies in your own mind by wicked works, yet now hath been reconciled, verse 22, in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, and unprovable, reprovable in his sight. Verse 23, if you continue in the faith grounded and settled and be not moved away from hope of the gospel. Now I want to stress this one point for a few moments. In verse 23, be not moved away. Say that with me. Be not moved away. Say that with me one more time. Be not moved away. Who's he talking to here, Christians? You and you and you and you and me. All of us here today on this broadcast, right? What? Yes. All of us that are listening to this broadcast around the world today. That... that is what he's saying. Claim the blood of Jesus. Be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. That's what he said. Now, with this particular verse of Scripture, it leaves us with the idea that you can be moved away from the hope of the gospel, don't it? God knows that the church in 2020 has moved away from him. It's an embarrassment, isn't it? And the survey says, I love Richard Dawson in, in, uh, in that show. And the survey says, Family Feud, 92%, 92% of churchgoers say they probably won't return to the church after the pandemic is over. And another survey says that Christianity has declined by over 70% in these last five years. And only 12% of American young people now identified as evangelical Christians. We are losing the battle for our young people, folks. What is the hope of the gospel? What is the hope of the gospel? The hope of the gospel is that we shall all sleep. Are you listening to me? The hope of the gospel is... That we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye. Are you listening? The dead in Christ will rise first, and we, oh glory to God, we that are alive and remain will, shall be changed. This mortal will put on immortality. This corruptible shall put on incorruptible. And when the dead in Christ rise first, Glory to God. We shall all be caught up, caught up together with them in the clouds. Hallelujah. Can you give God praise and glory today? Somebody raise your hands to heaven and give God a clap and praise. Hallelujah. See, I believe in the resurrection of the dead in Christ. I believe this is the hope of the gospel. And there are many Christians today who have lost their purity because we've lost the hope of the gospel here I can't speak for the rest of the world, but I can certainly speak for America because we've lost the hope of the gospel. Are you listening to me this morning? I wonder. Sin has crept in its way into the churches, and the purity of the churches have been defiled. Our garments have been soiled. Our garments have been ruined because we've allowed politics to rule over God's house of prayer. 
Lately, I renewed my vows to God to allow the old pastor Davenport to come back to preach the old way, to warn the nations, uh, churches, that Jesus uh, is coming and that the hope of this nation is the gospel. Hallelujah. And the only hope for America is to return back to God. Somebody needs to raise their hands to the heavens and shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus is coming. This, this then is the hope of the gospel. Jesus is a coming. I said Jesus is a coming back. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody shout amen this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. There are some people in this area that don't even believe that Jesus is coming back. Uh, there are those who don't believe in the rapture. They are, they're storing up food. Uh, they're storing up toilet paper again. Let me tell you something. I don't need anything at all. Not a, I don't need anything at all. All, all. all I need is the hope of the gospel because my Lord, my Savior is coming soon. The, he is going to meet me in the clouds. In the air, praise God Almighty. I don't know about you, but friend, I'm a praying up. I'm a packing up. Because soon and very soon, we're all going to be going up to be with the Lord. Can somebody give a shout of amen there? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Raise your hands and say amen. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Thank God we still have that blessed hope. And he who looks for his appearing in the second time purifies himself. If you want to learn how to stay pure in spirit, then expect Jesus to come back. And he'll keep you holy every hour of the day. Can you raise your hands to heaven and shout amen, somebody? Now listen. The hope be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Yet church, so many have moved away from it. The church is living like Christ ain't never coming back. How can they say that? All you have to do is look at how many churches are closed up. And many have opened their doors and invited sin to come on in. Sin is not only sitting in many of the pews in America churches today, but it's sitting on the boards of many of the denominational churches. Why? Why? Because it's becoming big business to have a church. And they're, they've learned to live with it. Many have one foot in the church and one foot in the world. They live like saints on Sunday and live like the devil Monday through Saturday. But Jesus said, Come out from the world and be ye separate and touch not that which is unclean. And then, then, then Jesus said, I will receive you unto myself. I want you to know today, saints of God, this is if you continue into the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. Hallelujah. He will receive you unto himself. I had a preacher one time over in Bullhead City tell me not long ago. He said, Pastor Denny, the word rapture is not even in the Bible. I said, no, but caught up is. That sure is. I don't care what you want to call it. Caught up, rapture, the great catching of the way in the sky. I'm waiting for the day of the Lord that the Bible speaks of that tells me that we shall not all sleep. I said, friend, if you want to sleep, help yourself. As for me, the word of God tells me we're not all going to sleep, but we will. We shall be changed. In that moment, in that twinkling of an eye, the last trump, the trumpet will sound, and the dead will rise first. Now listen, I've got a mother, and I have a father, and I have a brother that I've put into the grave. 
But I'm here to tell you there's coming a day. Whew, there's coming a day in Jesus' name. They're all coming out of that grave. Hallelujah. And in that moment, in that twinkle of an eye, hallelujah, that trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise first. Uh-huh. Not all the dead, those who died, saints of God, saved by the blood of the Lamb, covered by the blood of Jesus. They're just, they're just sleeping right now. They're just awaiting for that resurrection morning. Praise God. They are going to rise first. Oh, somebody said, somebody said, why are they going to rise first? Because they're, they got to come up six feet where we are. Then glory to God, we're all going to be caught up together. All going to be caught up together with them to meet Jesus in the air. Oh, glory to God. Somebody, somebody say amen. Hallelujah. I've come here today to tell you that Jesus is coming back. And he's coming back for a bride without a spot, without a blemish, without a wrinkle. It's time to live holy, my friends. It's time to, to come out from the world. It's time to let the world know that we are children of God. It is looking for a people that are living holy. Ha, living is going to present us holy. And unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. Why, you ask? Because we are looking he is looking to his coming. We are looking for a time when he is coming back. I don't know about you, but I am ready. I am ready, glory to God, to go. And if you're not ready to go, you better get ready to go because it's coming. Jesus is coming in the near future. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. The rapture of the church is nearer than you think. Armageddon may be closer than you may want to admit. I'm telling you now. I want you to get into that Bible. I want you to read what the, what the Lord says and be prepared for the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. God bless you. Would you raise your hands and just repeat after me. May the Lord bless you. May he keep you. May he make his face to shine upon you. God bless you all. Till next time. This is Pastor Davenport sending his love and the love of the Lord to each and every one of you. God bless. Father, as the pastor of spiritual awareness, uh, I just wanted to come and approach the throne of grace on behalf of the, all those on the broadcast. All the prayer partners, prayer warriors, and shepherds of prayer. All the listeners, Lord God. And I thank you, Lord God, in all my remembrance of each and every one of them. And every prayer of mine, I always, always make an entry and, and petition for all with joy and delight. I thank you, Lord God, for their fellowship, their prayers, uh, their cooperation with tithing and contributions, and their partnership with us on this broadcast and advancing the good news of the gospel, praying for the salvation of the lost. And I am convinced and sure of this very thing, that you have begun a good work here on this broadcast, and in each and every one of them. And for those who come and, and listen to the broadcast and repeat the sinner's prayer that we give over the, over the airway, Lord God, and then encouraging them to seek out a Bible-believing church and to be baptized for the remission of their sins. I pray for each and every listener, Lord God, that, that you will touch their lives wherever they are uh, in, in, in the world today, that you would touch their lives. 
and give them abundance of good works, Lord God, and touch their finances, their health, and their hearts, Lord. I ask, Lord God, that you would just be with each and every one of them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Friends, I just want to ask that as you pray each day at our 11 o'clock hour, that we pray each day, that you would just ask God for uh, that he would touch your heart uh, to send in a love offering for the broadcast. Uh, we're starting a brand new year, and, and as we do, uh, of course, we it costs us to put on the broadcast. We have production fees, uh, a producer to pay, and if if God should touch your heart to send in a love offering, you can go to the, the spiritualawareness.net. Uh, it's spiritualawareness, all one word, .net. Uh, I know many of you listen uh, around the world on Spotify or uh, Apple or w- one of the other venues. You'd have to go back to the original spiritualawareness.net um, uh, website. Uh, go on and you'll find uh, PayPal. You don't have to sign up for PayPal. You can just go to the PayPal thing and push donate now and you don't have to join. Uh, or you can send it into the P.O. Box, which is Spiritual Awareness. Uh, P.O. Box 11, uh, what is it? 11042, <laughs> Fort Mojave, Arizona, 86427. I forgot there for a moment. Uh, we haven't used the P.O. Box in a while. Um, and send that in direct to us, either money order or by check or um, however you want to do it. Or you can do the PayPal one. Uh, and we appreciate it so very much. We do a lot with that. Not only do we pay for the broadcast, we help a lot of homeless out uh, with uh, their needs as well. So uh, there is a, a site there where we also send out T-shirts. Uh, we have Bibles uh, that we offer as well. So you can see that as well. We haven't done this like uh, in a, quite a while where we ask uh, to receive uh, help. So if, it, if, if you pray about it and God puts it on your heart, uh, you can support the, the ministry. It is all tax deductible. We are a 501c3 uh, Arizona nonprofit, so you can take it off your taxes as well. Now, again, may the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you until he brings us back again. God bless each and every one of you. Bye-bye.